dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Back at it one more time. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Yeah, man. We just go ahead and jump into it, man. Uh, you know, we had to take uh yeah, yesterday was yesterday. No, today already Wednesday. Man, I'm, yeah, I'm all messed up. <laughs> I'm all messed up. But uh we were gonna take this week off, you know. Life happens, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, had a, Fourth of July happens. Yeah. Had a little baby I don't wanna say scared, but it was about that time. Uh-huh. But the pot was just getting in position. That's all. Okay. Just, any just day boring. now, huh? Yeah, any day. Any day now. You know, we're gonna take uh this week off, but um with the recent news, um obviously uh we were Honestly, coming in really just to talk about some Kevin Durant type stuff. Yeah. But uh, this news definitely trumps anything going on in sports. Absolutely. Talk about that, Keller. Man, so as most of you, I'm sure, know, there was an incident in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, a young man uh, was outside of a convenience store that he frequents. It was Alton. Alton it? Sterling. Alton Sterling. And uh, outside of a free outside of the store, just selling CDs. Thirty-seven years old. Think he had five kids. You know, out here just grinding. Apparently, I'm, I'm you know you don't know his past, but right, none right. of that none of that matters because. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up yeah, because you know they always throw that in there. They throw and, that in there, and uh, he had definitely had a uh, a background. You know, yeah. he was a um, I think he. Was a registered sex offender mm-hmm. and uh, had possession of marijuana charges and stuff like that. But none of that is important. Mm-hmm. The important thing is, you know, they try to bring that type of stuff out when incidents like this happen. You know, oh, he was a criminal. Look at this. Look at that. Him being a criminal doesn't have anything to do with what happened. Just exactly. like saying a prostitute can't be raped. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, just because she's a whore yeah. doesn't mean that she wasn't that, violated. Exactly. Just because he had a criminal past doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, well, he's a criminal, so he deserves to yeah. die right there. Slam to the ground, two officers over him. Uh, one yells out, he has a gun. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like, one question I really have is who really fired the shots? Was it the guy over the head or was it the guy that was down that hollered out? Because the guy that over the head appeared to not be the one that hollered out he has a gun. Right. He seemed to be reacting to the fact that someone said he had a gun. Right. So he had the gun on, like, on his head, literally. Right. And then the first video that we've seen, you know, behind the car, the camera moves, you hear the shots. Right. So you don't know. But just before we got here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if some of y'all, I'm sure by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all, y'all have seen it, but there's the reverse a reverse angle. angle, and it really does appear that one arm is being occupied by the officer. The other arm appears to be either being laid on, or the other officer is, you know, it seemed like he wasn't freely moving his limbs. Right. And you see that you 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 see that you actually see for a split second there the shots that kind of makes it seem like the officer that wasn't at the head. Was the one that fired first, right? 
you still don't know if the one above the head took one. That's the one that's like, if he fired his gun at all, yeah, like you were murdering someone, man. That's a fact. I mean, the plain and simple reaction to it is, you know, they were responding to a call at at the scene um, in Louisiana and fits the description. The same mo. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a thing that you know, growing up. You hear, because my mom was a registered nurse for over 30 years in the emergency department in uh, East Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people that may or may not know, I'm from Cleveland, and East Cleveland is, it gets wild, <laughs> let's mm-hmm. just say at least. <laughs> it gets wild, and it was wild when I was a kid. And, you know, mom would always tell me this, don't go here, don't go there. But, you know, you're a kid, you're just doing what you want to do. And it wasn't until I came to see I was probably about 16, 17, you know. I knew that East Cleveland got down, got busy, and uh, violence and stuff like that. But it wasn't until a time that I was like, you know, it's like 10 o'clock at night, me and the homies running around doing nothing. And like, oh, I'm about to go see what's up with my Dukes at the hospital. Because it was a, you know, they knew me, they knew my brother, they knew my face, blah, blah, blah. I just come in buzzing, hey, Penny here, blah, blah, blah. Say what's up to my, hit her up for some money, and go on with my evening. It wasn't until then, until I saw, like, you know, somebody actually dying right there in front of me, like yeah. somebody shot. So to see this video, you know, it's, it's shaking because, you know, these other cases where people are killed on camera, like uh, Tamar Rice, mm-hmm. it's more of a footage, like right. from, a, from above, it's black and white. Right. You know, you don't hear the sounds. It doesn't really put you there. You know, you see yeah. the aftermath of a Trayvon Martin. You see the chokehold on uh, my brother up there in NYC. Mm-hmm. But to see this the one. Eric Gardner, yeah. Yeah, Eric Gardner. And uh, to see this one, it, it really it really disturbs me, man. Yeah, man. This it's one, very disturbing. This one is like me and the wife was talking this morning. You know, we woke up to it, you know, talking about it. And it was just basically like. It's getting to be like my wife says she like just a, a, another hashtag, and it's like when you say it like that, it's like she wasn't saying it like fuck it, like ignore. It. She was just like, damn, another hashtag, mm-hmm. and it's like that, that's you're right. Like black to me, and I say this as a mixed person. You know, mm-hmm. my, my mom's white. You know, I was raised by a white family, but damn it, even though I checked the other box, I'm, <laughs> I'm considered black. Damn it, <laughs> but black lives don't don't matter to white America, man. And until it appears that, that way. and until black lives mean something to white America, until they, you know, not to put humor on it, but put some respect, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like just care, you know, bottom line. It's like it's, to them, that's just another nigga that was fucking up. And I get to say I was scared for my life and he's dead. So it's, I it's, swear there's one goodness. story. I swear to goodness. If I, if they say that dude and it flies again, yeah. I was scared. Like, come on, bro. Like, if if that's what it is, man, then you shouldn't be a police exactly. officer. Exactly. <laughs> There's a difference between being like, oh man, I'm I'm running into to a gunfire. I'm going. We're doing a raid on drug house, yeah, or something like that. Hell yeah, I would expect you to be scared. And yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to come at police officers or anything like that. But you know, if it's two of y'all and an overweight dude out there, and you know. Y'all wrestling him to the ground, like, and you fearful for your life. 
huh? Yeah. Then and, you shouldn't do this, dog. And the one thing that really like scratches my back the wrong way is like, you know, I work at the VA. I work with veterans who've been to war, have done some in- incredibly dangerous things mm-hmm. and are mentally, you know, different. Right. And there comes a time where you want to cuss one of them out. You want to holler at one of them. But, you know, like he just got a problem. Right. So you still treat him with respect. You still, you know, yes, sir. How can I help? You know, all that. Mm-hmm. Police should have to do that same thing. You shouldn't, even though you come into a situation where he could have been X, Y, and Z as far as a law-abiding citizen. You know, he could have had whatever going on. Like, there's a way to approach it. And if it got out of hand, you as a police officer should be the one to either say, hey, we're going to get it straight. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, try to figure it out. But, like, when you go to slamming another man mm-hmm. who's already upset... Like, of course, he's going to be trying to, like, he ain't just going to let you slam him. Let and just slam lay, him. lay there. He's going to react to the fact that he was slammed. Speaking of a person that <laughs> when I was in high school, I weighed 145 pounds. And one of my best friends was on the football team and wrestling team. And him and I got into it before. <laughs> And he slammed me. He scooped and slammed me. That fall ain't no joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you gonna react whether you, you know, you, he could have been winless. You gonna hold on you know, you, for you, mercy, or you gonna try to right. brace yourself? It's not, a, you don't just freeze. Yeah. You're not just going. Okay, I'm gonna just let you slam me. It's a natural human <laughs> right. reaction to like brace yourself, hold on, do something. So and anybody that's been slammed, he could have been like now it should have, could have, would have, but mm-hmm. he could have been. Rolling over to try to get some win because he just got, you know what I'm saying, just got slammed. He mm-hmm. might be trying to be, okay, y'all got me, but damn it, I can't breathe. This back shit ain't working. Let me right. roll over. Right. You know, cuff and, me. You and know. to think about it, you know what I'm saying? He's the same age as me. Yeah. He's 37 years old, dude. Yeah. Like, to, to, to think about these type of things when you're a kid and you think about, oh, man, he was 25, mm-hmm. but you're only like 12. So yeah. it was like, oh, man, that was on Kevin but, Durant like 28 yeah and like to see fuck. people <laughs> in our age range being murdered because that's exactly what it is it's murder yeah ain't no other way around it I mean you can't just say you know all right man well no we was doing our job that's not doing your job dog no you know what I'm saying doing your it, job is is not cold-blooded murdering someone yeah because you, you saw a gun apprehend him I mean I've seen what are tasers for man yeah like, if y'all going to carry them, if y'all going to have the, the sticks, sticks, if y'all going to have, like, like pepper there, sprays. Yeah, there's, there's things you can do that, yeah, you might have to retreat to the other side of that vehicle for a second. You know, you might not want to, and that might be the thing, they might not want to lose that control over mm-hmm. the person, but the first reaction is the gun. Yeah, man, I, like, I have a major problem with that. It's two men over one person. I don't care, I don't care if it was... 250 pound men on me like they should be at least be able to put up a fight to where i can't just easily access what i'm trying to access <laughs> and i i get real tired of the uh well we don't know what they have on them and we have to get home to our families and i understand that man i i totally understand where they're coming from because i mean it's a lot of places in every city in america that it goes down oh yeah and you know what i'm saying police are there and it's a lot of police that do a great job man and uh it just seems like when things like this are caught on camera, you would think like, all right, yeah, well, shoot, they're going to get just do it's on camera. But it hasn't been. And it hasn't right. been over and over and over again. And then when you smear someone's character by bringing up their past, just because they have a past and they're 
maybe may not be a bad person doesn't give you the right to murder them and then yeah. be like, oh, well, shoot, that was why, you know? I mean, the bootleg, because he's the bootleg man. Right. Don't go to my barbershop yeah. because <laughs> right. there's two of them in there working constantly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go to the liquor store, I pick up three DVDs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's just, I mean, that's not to die for. Yeah. That's a ticket at best. Lucy cigarettes. <laughs> and you might have a permit from the place to, to do that. Yeah. At the end of the day. Lucy so. cigarettes, uh, bootleg DVDs, yeah. jaywalking. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, what? I'm dying for that? Come on, dog. Like, yeah, that's man. ridiculous, man. And then, you know, I hate to do the whole comparison thing of black, white. I try not to do that, man. But it's just alarming when the numbers show 114 black men have been killed by police officers mm. this year. It's only Damn. July. July. Beginning of. It's only just so like we we're halfway, halfway yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, you look at a number like that and then you look at obviously the tragedy that happened in Orlando. Mm -hmm. That's in one night. But by the whole year, based off these numbers, that's going to surpass that yeah. tenfold. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's scary, man, to think about these people are supposed to be here to protect and serve us and it's not being done. Yeah. You're... You're creating more fear into us, and I just you're remember you're creating the reactions when, yeah. we, when we're when we have to interact with a police officer. Yeah, you had, like to me, I've always been the yes sir. That's just that's just been me from the military. Mm -hmm. So if, if a cop comes to my window, you know I'm not giving him a reason to right. know, to to be aggressive. Mm -hmm. But like in a situation like that where you can't, every person ain't been to the army. Every person don't have you know the same type of respect for each each other, bottom line. So regardless of all that, you as a police officer are, what if the kid was autistic? What if what if it was someone mm -hmm. that you knew had a special need and was giving you problems? Your first thought ain't going to be, grab my gun when a situation getting a little shaky. Right. You're going to try to, at best, just detain this individual. Why? Why is it that when a person get slammed to the ground whatever was said whatever was going on why is it that the first reaction to a black man is grab the gun i'm scared for my life he got a, you know he got a weapon i thought he was gonna kill me you know that's that's all you gotta say and then at the end of the day it's up to someone to really make a decision but you know none of this shouldn't have even happened like, right why are you why are you being a police officer to only like serve and protect certain individuals right that's the part, and then seeing seeing his his, his family at the news oh, conference, man. his son, like no matter like unless I, I think it's the military in me, man. Like unless these cops get executed or put to death, like they still win at the end of the day, right? No matter what the outcome is, if they're if they get to live, if they get to have visitation from their family, get money put on their books, get you know whatever. If if they go to jail, if they if they don't, if they just don't become cops and move to Wisconsin, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. they still win because they killed someone for nothing. Man. Right. So it's like, unless you're going to put them to sleep and kill them when they're not ready to die, mm -hmm. it's like, that's the only justice. And even then, it's not justice because... They ain't going to ever bring them back. Exactly. It's a, it's a, you know, we can talk about, you know, what was, what, what went wrong and all that forever and ever because... I mean, to be honest, I really don't see anything like that changing. Yeah. But what 
what type of solutions could there possibly be? I really think that the military, not military, but well, them too, but police officers need to go through more extensive training, mm-hmm. need to go through more mental evaluations because there's something in you to make you click in your head that I'm going to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill him right here, right now. Like, he's on the ground. So I'm thinking to myself, what can what can be done? Like, yeah. so I, I think back to stuff that my uncle used to tell me. Like, he used to tell me stuff like, well, when he was a kid, like, had officers on foot patrol. They had people that were from the community becoming police officers. So I think it's about stuff like that. So are there, I'm not even sure, are there programs like that to influence people that are graduating from high school and college to be police officers in their own community and stuff like that? Right. Because, I mean, if you, what is it, walk the beat, I think they call it, you get to know the people in the community. Exactly. You know what's going on and stuff like that. That's, that's, I was say. that's how always... I think you can learn what's going on, you know, you could have a police officer that was walking the beat and like, all right, the local drunk or whatever. He's like, hey, man, come on, bro. You know what it is, man. Right. And they have a rapport. So right. if something goes wrong, you have a sense of comfort with the person as opposed to he's just another face yeah. in the neighborhood. And then as a person that's in the neighborhood, like, oh, man, that's just a cop. Yeah. You may know him on a first name basis or you know what I'm saying? That's Officer Jackson or whatever. Like, no, nah, he cool, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Stuff like that. Right. So I don't even know if there are programs like that. I, I think a lot of it too, man. Like, think about when we was kids, like DARE, the DARE program. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a program that all of us went through in some form or fashion or know about. And I think, like, with the with the want and need for, you know, police officers in the schools, kind of, that's kind of a, you know, protecting the kids from these school shootings and all that mm-hmm. stuff. That's kind of a, you know, another whole nother subject. But I think at the end of the day, man, like you should really have programs like you say, this this is all part of more training. So like I'm agreeing with you on that. But like it's it's like have the have the cop from Oakwood come work in Dayton public for 30 days at the schools mm-hmm. and just seeing being a part of that culture, being around something that they ain't used to. How the Dayton cops or the minority cops go to go to Troy, go to like, just mm-hmm. kind of mix, mix and match your, your cause everybody's different. And right. everybody has, just cause I'm wearing a hoodie and my pants is a little low. Don't mean I'm out to kill you. Right. Don't mean I got a problem with you. You right. know? So it's like some of those stereotypes that get placed on even the punk rockers with the chains and the tattoos and the piercings is like, mm-hmm. you kind of like, you know, like all that, just get to know other people. And I think that will help with, like you say, getting in the community, being involved more, like you say, there was a cops from my childhood that were, you know, dare officers, whatever that I ended up seeing when I was, you know, playing golf in high school, working at the golf course and I could, you know, build a rapport with them. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing this with my wife. This is a, this is a story that I, I share with a lot of close individual friends. When I was 16 years old, me and my girlfriend at the time were going to the movies and we were uh, leaving my house and coming out of Troutwood. There's some like cornfields. Mm-hmm. So I see a car by this like automotive, whatever, like place business that's crashed into the fence. And I see a cop walking to the car as we're coming towards the car. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, slow down. I wasn't driving. I'm like, slow down, slow down. So I'm watching. He gets to the car. The dude in the car kind of gets out slumped, holding his stomach and just cold cocks his officer. Bam. Officer falls on the ground. 
I'm like, my first reaction, I don't know, that's probably why I'm, I was a paramedic in the army. I got help. Mm-hmm. That's just my first reaction. So I'm like, fuck. I'm like, stop. So I get, I stop, she stops the car. I like, kind of walking and looking, see what's going on. The, the dude's running towards the cornfield. I'm getting towards, towards the car, and the officer's like, he's kind of coming to, I've been hit, help, you know, on his, on his radio. Right. I'm like, you, and my first reaction was like, you all right? You need some help? Like, you need me to do something? He gets up and was like, come on. Uh, he must have still been out of it. <laughs> my 16-year-old ass is running with this cop through this cornfield. I'm probably 50 yards into this cornfield, and I'm like, hey, you think I should be here? That's what I'm saying to the cop. I'm like, I can go back. He's like, yeah, go back. So I'm like walking back. I get back to the you know, the, the cornfield line where you can see a step out. It's like 10 cops. Freeze. I'm like, yo, it's not me. And I don't know if the cop must have thought about that or just uh-huh. got tired of running. But he was coming back. So like literally when I go, yo, it's not me. He's coming out of the field like he's with me. He's good. He was, you know, blah, blah. If that would have happened this week, oh no, I'm toast. Right. So it was like just that experience that I had in that moment was like, damn, like that's just like individuals could really just be in the wrong place at the wrong time, mm-hmm. and because of a stereotype or because of a, you know, a fear of a certain color of skin or how this person's gonna, you know, whatever, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like you, your first reaction is shoot the kid. Shoot to kill, like, bro. Ain't no kneecap shots. Shoot him in the hand. He's reaching for the gun. I bet he don't reach for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's ways to, you can shoot your gun if you're scared. Like, I'm kind of on the fence with that. I was in Iraq. So, right. you know, if I felt like the need to, I, I'll deal with the first sergeant tomorrow. Like, yo, mm-hmm. I heard something, I fired. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like, trying to get home. Right. <laughs> so, I get that. But there's, shoot, if I shoot you in, in the arm, in the hand, I'm, I'm point blank on you. I should be good enough as an officer to be able to hit you point blank anywhere I choose. You're not going to continue to reach for that gun. Right. I'll be able to move that gun, toss it around the car and apprehend you. So it's like those things is just like the fear of black people or not respecting or caring enough about this. Not knowing like married with five kids or, or, or whatever you married or not married right. has five kids taking family photos. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, was it really that serious, whatever was going on, to shoot somebody six times point blank? That's one of those things where you don't want the story to be told on that side. Right. It's and, only one story that has to be told right now. And, you know, the rest conveniently, conveniently, the body cameras fell off. Oh, they fell off, man. Oops. Yep. I mean, ain't got it. We confiscated the video from the store yeah. already. The deuce, I thought I heard the cell phone footage for a second. I thought I got, got compensated too. I thought. Okay. I'm not for sure, but I did hear that the, the store, so I might have been confusing. Yeah, the two, they, they definitely confiscated the yeah. uh, footage from the store. I mean, you know, honestly, I understand why it's being pulled from Instagram and Facebook, a mm-hmm. lot of places. I mean, it's it's very graphic and everything like that. But you know, as a as a public, we need to see this. We yeah. we want to know what happened and. When you do stuff like this, the first thing people think of is cover up conspiracy. Yeah. And, you know, all right, what are they doing? You know, I mean, you think about the Sandra Bland situation mm-hmm. where, you know, it's conspiracy theories that she was dead in her lineup photo, like said her yeah. eyes was taped open and stuff like that. Right. You know, when 
And when stuff like this happens, it gets the gets the ball to rolling and it creates so many other things. And then it creates that rage and it creates it turns a silent protest into something bigger. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're not condoning any type of violence that happened down there and your protests or anything like that. But, you know, these are things and these are reasons why this happens, mm-hmm. because if people aren't treated fairly and then you they feel like something's being hidden from them and then you're not coming out with it. You know, granted, this is very recent, but, you know, are we going to do an investigation? What have y'all done lately to investigate that makes us feel like, yeah. all right, yeah, all right, they're going to get to the bottom of it and see what see what really happened. Exactly, because I saw the mayor of Baton Rouge. He was talking, I was when I was on lunch, I just turned on CNN at the work and was checking it out. And the mayor was talking about how, you know, he was kind of upset that people were like, get the Justice Department involved, blah, 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 blah. blah. And he was saying like, you don't have to hold our hands. We're going to get justice. We're, we See, are investigating. And like when he said that, say. it's like he was a black man. And when he said that, I'm like, but y'all owe for 30. Right. So it's like, why would we be like, cool, they got it. Right. They going to get it together. Like there's been 17 other incidents that we just knew the cops was guilty. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. They, they all right. I can't like, exactly remember the situation, but it was a situation in North Carolina where an officer killed someone like that. It's like, he's gone. He's being brought up on charges. And, you know, it's sad that I don't remember all the details about that because that was a case where things happened mm. very fast and the police chief, remember that police chief was on it. It was like, nope, not. Because it, it's sad it has to be that way at, that the police chief is like, no, this ain't ha-, kind of more the situation. Like, this ain't happening on my watch. Yeah. Y'all ain't about to have me on the news out here right. looking all jacked up. You fired and we bring you up on charges, bro. Exactly. Peace. Exactly. <laughs> like, if you, if you guilty if, or if not. If it ain't like that, then we going to feel like y'all trying to cover up something. Yeah, that's You're trying a to fact. put a story together. You're trying to alter the footage so that way we can't really ultimately say mm-hmm. without a shadow, shadow of a doubt, doubt that... This officer didn't that the guy didn't have a gun pointed in his direction, or the guy didn't, you know, like really. <laughs> it just leaves you speechless, man. It's like it's like Dan, if I do, Dan, if I don't, can't win for losing. You know, it's one of those type things. It's like no matter what, that always gets to be the outcome, and it's I'm really sorry for your loss. Here's three, here's four million, right. And speaking of that, you know, obviously, <laughs> you don't want to think about the money situation, but they're going to sue. Yeah. That's, that's right. just the, yeah, just what happens in a situation like this. If they go, if the police officers go to jail or not, they're going to sue. Right. And nine times out of ten, they're going to win. The city's going to want this to be over with, and they're going to yeah. get right that check. But the state of Louisiana, they're in major debt. You know, there's a lot of stories about them shutting down the football program at LSU, mm. you know, and obviously I don't ever think that's going to happen because that's one of the biggest <laughs> outside yeah. of the Saints. Yeah. There's too <laughs> many sponsors. And too that. many sponsors. is a big money, <laughs> the uh, boosters and money involved and stuff like that. But just think about a state that's in debt as much as they are. And they're about to be in debt some more because they're going to get sued mm-hmm. and they're going to lose. Yep. And they're going to have to cough up that bread. And, to think about that, like what's really going on down there? It's a, um, it's a situation where you just, just don't know, man. Like you look at police officers, 
They get behind you. They do their thing. You do your thing. You you get a little straightened up. <laughs> right. You looking at your odometer. You looking at the. All right, make sure I'm at. 35 on the dot. Right. Make sure you're looking, looking. Cruise like control. Cruise control. <laughs> just chilling. And, you know, ain't like cats got systems in their car no more. But, yeah. you know, I'm going to turn this down a little bit. It may be <laughs> a little too loud for his taste. <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's messed up that you have to live in fear. Yeah. When you exactly. you're living in fear from the police. When when the affluenza kid can do whatever he want and just say, I'm too rich to comprehend what y'all talking about yeah really yeah <laughs> that's and that's an answer too huh like, yeah. Man. It's, it's just it's depressing it's sad it's frustrating it's it's all the above man because it's like <laughs> at the end of the day it's like this has happened so much that it's like damn one day it's gonna be my cousin or my family member or, and it's like you now you fearing for your my wife says to me she was like you know when 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 road rage comes upon me I, I'll say something. Whatever you give me, I'm gonna give you back. Bottom line. <laughs> so when that's, I had an incident once where a guy was, uh, I was, I was in like the far right lane, and there was an exit ramp, and I don't think he saw me. He was in the middle lane, and he got over on me with like within inches. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, and th- th- this is the part of me that I probably need work on, but. I held the horn down for a good 35 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, eh, I'm just, I'm riding his ass at this point, holding the horn down. Like, so I'm being an asshole because he just been an asshole to me. So we get to the exit ramp. He gets out the car. I'm like, oh, it's about to go down. I open the door like, he like, ooh, like, so we hollering, but we going back to each other. She like, get in the car. Da, da, da. And whoever he with, like, get in the car. So it was like, we both were just like, fuck you, fuck, you know, look, all that and got in the car. But I'm heated for like mm-hmm. a month. <laughs> like every day I'm on that highway, like, where he at? I'm looking for him. Like looking for that. And the wife that was, she said Civic. something to me today. Like, yeah, right. She said something to me today, like, like, that's why I'd be worried about, you know, like li- the whole living in fear thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be worried about you when you be snapping on people out there because it's like they shooting to kill. Yeah. And it's like, you're right. Gotta consider that. About to have three kids and, you know, family man, you know, it's like, I can't just be out here spazzing. Cause that's what they expecting. Absolutely, and that's what they're. You fit the description, yeah, quote unquote, <laughs> in fear of. Yeah. So it's like, and you shouldn't have to, like you say, tighten. You shouldn't have to be something that you're not, right? Or live a certain way that you're not, because you're worried about getting killed. Like nothing, nothing more. Like you're worried about getting killed from not getting a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> not getting your car repo. Not getting evicted you know whatever you doing to to bring bread and you know you ain't worried about your your side hustle we'll call right. it <laughs> you worried about interacting with another race that's not black and they're and and guns being you know and and true enough they try to hold say the whole we killing each other like that has nothing to do one has nothing to anything. do with the other man y'all killing us right so 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 we getting hit we getting hit from both sides right that's a whole different story. Yeah, it's a and, whole totally different And cocaine thing. and meth is, you know, it's like we we can go there with the other race. You know, right. it's like, don't think like y'all problems is better or worse than our problems. Like everybody got problems. Right. But none of that should be solved with murdering each other. That is 1000% fact. Uh, there's really obviously no way smooth transition yeah. into like, oh, let's talk about sports. But right. 
Yeah, you man. know, we this has to be talked about yeah. too. Yeah. KD. Kevin Durant. You hit me up. <laughs> I did. What what's your feelings on KD? I know. Bandwagon. Bottom line. No matter what the situation. The only thing that I the reason why I say bandwagon, and the only reason is because you just lost to them twice in the Western Conference Finals. In one which you had 48 minutes away from beating them three, three times. times. Three chances. So you go through that, and then you join that team. Mm. Any other team he picks, we ain't talking about nothing. You think? Well, unless, unless it was like Cleveland. or, or <laughs> But like, well, I put like this. Any, any other team that he would have picked is now that the same LeBron story. He chasing the ring, trying to get a ring. This is, he's trying to get a ring, but he's trying to get a ring with the enemy. He's trying to get a ring with the team he can't beat. He's trying to get a ring with the, with the you know, he can't get to the final level. He keeps right. getting knocked off. So it's like, can't beat him, join him. That's what this, like, that's what this saying is, without, like, that's how I feel about it. It's like, he's chasing the ring, yes, but he's chasing it with the enemy, man. Like, see... My whole thing on it is when, and I like I said, I hate comparing, but when LeBron left the Cavs, and and I think those are two totally different things, but <clears throat> once I saw LeBron leave the Cavs, and after they lost to the Mavericks and then won, it, it really was cemented in my head that, you know what, dude, it's just different now. Yeah. Just playing this period is different. It's not. The bad boys, Pistons versus the Bulls. Mm-hmm. It's not the Celtics versus the Lakers. Those days is a wrap. Yeah. Point, period. And for people to, to bash KD for going there, I'm with you. Because I, I would say, dude, you going there, dog, you had a chance to beat them. And some people would say, it's your fault that y'all didn't win. Game six, especially, mm-hmm. you was trash and you turned the ball over like a maniac. Mm-hmm. So my point would be like, yo, that's why. But in hindsight, on the flip side, nobody made this big noise when Ray Allen left the Celtics to join the Heat. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows. What she's talking about. Possibly, yeah, coming back. Yeah. If he come back to Golden State. Hey, he's talking or, about coming to Golden State. He said Cleveland, too, I think I read. See, see, and that. But he's just chasing the chip, too. Yeah, he's chasing the chip. Nobody said nothing when LaMarcus Aldridge bounced from Portland mm-hmm. to the Spurs. I think it's a superstar thing. Because mm-hmm. an average player or a bum player can switch teams left and right. Nobody cares. But if you're a superstar and you switch teams, you get bashed. and Yeah. Destroyed because I kind of Stephen A goes in on you. <laughs> yeah, I had made a status about what's the difference between this and Chris Paul in 2011, and but then you know once the comments start coming in, I started you know seeing that yeah this was an NBA owned team at the time, mm-hmm. the whole Sterling Don Sterling thing going on, and they but they vetoed that trade right to L A. Wasn't that yeah yeah yep, to the Lakers, yep, they right? like no yeah. sir we want to get like, more. It's like this is different. There's well, two point four billion TV, oh, yeah. TV dollars, you know. So TNT and ESPN everything, kicked in that everything bread. going up. And the next year, there's twenty. Oh, I think I read twenty five million more. 
like as far as cap per team. Mm-hmm. So that's like one more good player for each team, but basically. So like the money is just is just growing, growing. Like when Mike Conley got that one fifty three, that's when I was like, yo, like like you say, it's over for basketball the way I grew up to it. It's a rap. The biggest thing about it, the biggest thing about it, because <laughs> the money is so big now, it's not a deterrent to go to another team yeah. because I can get that money over there. Right. I can get it right here. And the pay cut I can get is, it over there. It's fifteen twenty now. Like yeah. 15, 10, 15. Is yeah. It, like that's wow. Like my guy <laughs> hit me up was like, "Yo, Austin Rivers got three years, uh, thirty million dollars or whatever." I was like, well, that's the going going rate, nine, ten million dollars for a backup point guard. That's what it is. It's the same thing that Delhi got. Yeah. Delhi got four years, three point nine, something yeah. like that. That's yeah. the going rate, about nine million dollars for a backup point guard. That's just what it is nowadays. So the way it is now is it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Yeah. I mean, Ever Turner cashed out. And he's average. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cash <laughs> is cashing out, and I cashing salute out. him for it. But back to KD. Brother, 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 brother. It's I'm all about empowerment to the players and them doing what they want to do. But it's just like, damn, homie. Damn, homie. Really, dog? Because if y'all got blew out, then it would be one thing. Y'all had them. Right. You had it. And then you blew it. And it's your fault. And then you left them. And you was like, Two finger salute. They too good. I gotta get some of this. <laughs> <laughs> like I look at I look at KD now. Like like if KD like he a smash your your ex girlfriend now. Like 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 he had that. Like you can't trust this dude, man. Like like it's it's frustrating, man. I can but go think on about this what's all going day. On, <laughs> think about what's going on in OKC. Excuse me. Uh, there. Harden was on that thing. freshman year. Yeah, I, I, you saw that post. It was yeah. a post freshman year with Harden. Ibaka yep. gone, KD gone. Dude, is Westbrook out there? Like, mm. but they still got good players. That's yeah. the thing about it. Is that's the thing about it for for me with KD? Like, dude, y'all got a squad. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have a better squad. Yeah. But y'all got a squad. Yes. And Dude, one, you got role players. You got Adams down there thugging it out in mm-hmm. the paint. You got uh Canner coming in right. off the bench to sub him. Like he averages a dang near a double double off the bench. Exactly. You got Westbrook, a top five player in the league, and you leave that. I would say if, if he would have left, if he would have left, just not this year. Like, do the one and one deal. With OKC again and give it another shot, yeah. Because it, at that rate, you it's and too Russ fresh on our minds. Yeah, you and <laughs> Russ are free agents at the same time. And if y'all decide, like, yo, man, we gave it a shot, it didn't work. We can bounce and it'd be a clean split. Yeah. But to leave, niggas are seeing how, where this money is. At. They seeing where, where the money at right now. Want to cash out? Yeah, they trying to get they piece of the pie. I can't knock them on that side. Oh no! Oh no! Not oh, at no. all. Like hey. Young man, sore. You know, <laughs> I was telling, I was telling my homie Jarrell, he real cool with uh, uh, Cook. 
I was like, yo, we gonna come back and get some of this easy money? It's like, because they giving cash real easy money. I mean, I know <laughs> right. he's getting bread overseas, but he gonna right. come back and get some of this NBA cash? <laughs> right. He's like, man, he need to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, him and Chris Wright need to come get some of this easy <laughs> cash. Yeah. Matter of fact, Chris Wright played for Golden State for a second. Exactly, yeah. Hey, go get some of this easy <laughs> right. cash. Right. Yeah, go ahead and get some of this bread, shoot. And then they talking, one thing, too, we didn't touch on, too, is they... Talk about how Golden State just locked in for the chip next year. And it's like, they still ain't got no big. They ain't got no big. They signed David West, but, I mean, I'll take that's that That's like signing Carl Malone in 2004 <laughs> to the Lakers. i take LaMarcus Aldridge <laughs> on the post versus David West right about now. But, I mean, I told my homie this. I was like, I think that Golden State is going to break the record for whatever the record is for team assists in the season. I think they're going to smash that. Yeah. Cause I mean, and, and threes too. They gonna be shooting. They ain't even gonna have no. They set plays is gonna involve the first look is a three. Let it. The let first it and go. second look is a three. Let it fly. Third that is just crazy, man. <laughs> but my biggest thing about with the Cavs versus this whole situation, I I hear a lot of Cavs fans is pissed off. And like I said a billion and one times, I tolerate the Cavs. I'm extremely happy they won yeah. the finals, but. To, to see the shift in tone to say, oh, them niggas whack. That nigga whack. Why he go there? That nigga this. That nigga that. I'm like, well, <laughs> LeBron kind of <laughs> did come to the Cavs when it was real convenient. Yeah. Where Kyrie was, was established. Yeah, yeah he was established. <laughs> As a young prodigy. Pulled some strings to dump Wiggins to get yeah. love. And they might have should have kept Wiggins at the end of the day. Man, my brother been saying that since it happened. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, and I mean, this whole D-Wade to the Cavs thing, what you think about that? No, nah, I don't think that's, that ain't the right move for the buck. You know, for the amount of money he wanted 50, 25, what was it, 50, right, for two years? Yeah, he wanted, he, want he, he wanted two-year 50. It's like, man, but you ain't going to give us 45 games. <laughs> like 55 at the, uh, pushing it, you know, like you, you're going to have some situations where you ain't going to show up or you're going to be injured or, you know, he always has something going on. It's like, I get you, you might as well, you might as well keep, ride out that Miami wave and just be on top of that franchise. And yeah, my biggest thing with it ain't even about the money It's about the game. And I don't think it's suited for him. I don't anyway. think it's, it's, Obviously, LeBron is option number one. Then Kyrie is option number two. I don't think D-Wade can be a good third option because the yeah. third option is a shooter. Yeah, that's like with and Golden he's not State. A that's, that's why they're so deadly now in that, yeah. in that regard. They all, they're going like I commend them on the offensive side. It's going to be amazing because you're going to have you cannot double Curry, Thompson, and Durant. Mm. Like mm. that's mm. arguably the starting. Three in the in the All Star. It is. I mean, like, <laughs> it is. Like, you cannot like one of them is going to have a shot every time. And KD puts up buckets, buckets. <laughs> and the, and another thing about so KD, like, you know, he rebounds the ball. Yeah, he's six ten, and like he's gonna be a hell of a small four. Yeah, he rebounds <laughs> the ball, which I do appreciate about his game. He rebound. He goes down there and gets those rebounds. I mean. Shoot, you probably going to see lineups where, you know, he's playing the, the center position. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a 180, 190 point game this year coming. They're going to get over that one, what was it, like one all-star game, be having that 160, <laughs> 170 sometimes. Like, it's going to be, they're going to be putting up buckets. It's going to be crazy, man. I mean, shoot, I was hollering at my homie, uh, 
my godson, super athlete, man, super scholar athlete, runs track, plays football, loves football, and uh, plays basketball. I told man P, I was like, look, man, get that football out that boy hand. Like, track, absolutely. Let's keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Let's get this basketball jumping, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this, this football ain't. They ain't paying enough, baby. <laughs> and you know one thing we're not even talking about? LeBron opted out. That's the fact. LeBron's with no one. At he the ain't going no. We say that. He, he ain't going nowhere, man. If he ain't, he ain't. I, I'm 99% sure he ain't. He ain't going nowhere, man. But if he, he want to. take the veteran minimum go out to go to state? No, nah, he ain't going a, to go to state. That was a triple-double. <laughs> he can't go to. If they do that, I'm done watching basketball. <laughs> Uh, basketball turning to 2K with them 10-foot men. <laughs> them 30-foot men, whatever it is. Yeah, man. I mean, he's going to resign. He's going to max out. Yeah, he's going he gonna to be there. But if, if that if he shakes loose, NBA going to be sketchy. Yeah, they're going to be sketchy. <laughs> Very sketchy, man. And, uh, you know, another thing about that, that whole super team thing, People bash the super teams and big threes and all that type of stuff, but it's always been like that, man. Mm-hmm. And also, when you look at college football, since we are in Ohio, we're Ohio State fans. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Right. But say, you know, one of us went to Bowling Green or Akron or something mm-hmm. like that, a smaller school with a football team, so we would live and die by the Zips or the, or the Falcons or whatever. Right. When they make those super conferences, whereas they combine the ACC and the SEC, and they combine the Big E's and the Big Ten. People ain't concerned about those other small teams then. Yeah, yeah. But in the NBA, they always seem to be concerned about, oh, little old OKC, they can't they, they can't do that to them. The, right. <laughs> they should rescind that. They should make them stay. It's always funny to me how people want to tell people what they can do with their career yeah. and do with their money. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just think that's no, yeah, hilarious. Like, like, at the end of the day, my opinion means absolutely nothing to Kevin Durant. Like at the end of the day, like his circle is ec- ecstatic. I lived in Oklahoma City for a long time. I'm sure it got a little better when they came in town, but <laughs> you, you run through your options in about three months. Running, yeah. <laughs> so you just now you just live in Oklahoma City like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So you know, getting to the Bay, getting out just in new scenery, close to Hollywood. You can hop a flight and go do some movies, go do commercial, you know, whatever. After basketball life, you decide. So, from that regard, man, I commend them. But it's just like it's too fresh for you to join. Mm-hmm. That'd be like that'd be like after the Ohio State Michigan game, a month pass, and and Braxton go play quarterback for Michigan for a senior <laughs> year. It's like what? <laughs> it to yeah. me, a lot of this NBA free agency feels like pickup basketball. Yeah. It's like, all right, you got next. So you you eyeballing. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, I got my dude coming. <laughs> all right, man. Right. They lose. I'm I'm definitely grabbing him. Yeah. And we to need be a big. We need a big. <laughs> and to be to be an average basketball player my whole life, I've been on the yeah, I got you unless they lose type of situation. Exactly. Like oh man they lost sorry homie you got my you got next though right <laughs> so I've been on that oh, end yeah. of the stick so oh, yeah. I felt like okay see yeah. <laughs> like I was good but I'm not good enough right. now because he's here thanks right <laughs> thanks dude that can fucking 
take off from the free throw line. <laughs> Fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> Crazy, man. Man, so Can't how was your... this shit up? At all, at all. How was your 4th of July weekend, man? Man, it was cool, man. We uh chilled out with the fam. I took the... Uh, went to play some golf this weekend, early Saturday with, with Brandon and a few friends. We went out there and hacked it up at Madden. Um, uh, did that Saturday with the weather Sunday, Monday. We... Mm. Uh, Took the girls to scene seventy five, let them blow a bill real quick. <laughs> so <laughs> they have fun running dudes in the bouncy houses and that was actually my first time in there. Like oh, okay. they've been numerous times. I just shook it off as long as possible. Like <laughs> cause I know when I get in there, I'm gonna wanna she trying to win that teddy bear, like, give me five swipes. Now we low on money, let's re up. We're gonna get that damn teddy bear. Like I get into the moment. So right. it's like I was avoiding that spot, but we Kicked it, didn't really do no barbecue thing. We had a little the little baby situation right. Sunday jump off. So we was kinda Sunday was kinda back and forth. Was, we going in, what's what's about to happen? You know, all that. So on standby. Yeah, man. So didn't get no barbecue this year. So that's the only downer. But all in all, man, good. Actually, no, I did. Take that back. My my, my boy Smoke was in town. Okay. So we uh had a little thing at his parents' house Saturday night. Went over there and Chill with the peeps and family, kind of like a little family gathering for him just to come home. So it was seeing everybody in one space. Mm-hmm. So, so all, all good weekend. How was yours? Oh, man. Fuck the holiday weekend. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's, uh, it's always a delicate thing. Uh, I call them the barbecue holidays. Since I work at the radio station, not only do I wear the hat of, hey, man, hey, it's Kev Nash. I want to do not. That was that. That's coming up is this. Mm-hmm. I do that. And I'm also the assistant program director. And also I work in the promotions department, too. So I wear a lot of hats at the radio mm-hmm. station. So not only I work for Hot 1029, but we have other stations in the building. We have other another four properties in the building. So, you know, we hit the ground running for those holidays, mm-hmm. man. You know, if for a radio station to be seen that's the biggest yeah. thing you know yeah i heard the remote spots was heavy this weekend <sighs> bruh i heard y'all out there bruh we was everywhere and uh man shots out to springfield matter of fact i met some of your peoples out there in springfield oh, yeah? man uh uh dj swig dj swig yeah, yes yeah. dj swig and dj tracks met yeah. them out there at a1 bar and grill they had first fridays in springfield mm-hmm. i'm not even gonna front i was like is it gonna jump it's gonna jump right is the field gonna jump it jumped yeah the field gets busy the field showed out so much love to springfield much love to swig definitely showed a lot of a lot of gratitude a lot of love out there man shots out to springfield definitely gonna have to make my way on out back out there for that yeah that was on friday night then on saturday which is a rarity in my in my world a five-hour live broadcast and we were at uh, Matt Castrucci, and uh, we we're out. Me and my man Big Kev were out there for five hours. Normally, a remote broadcast is about two hours. So, right. you know, we come out there, do some breaks, hang out, give some giveaways. We was out there for five hours on the blacktop, bro. And my back was hurt. <laughs> I was on like, that DJ Dang. life. <laughs> like, damn. like, but the sh- crazy thing about it, man, they was moving them cars, yo. Were they? Yeah, man. I guess they had some type. Well. Obviously, they had a 4th of July sale, and they moved about uh, 90 cars while we was there. Wow. So I'm like, damn, I need to go in the car sales. <laughs> they got that off. They definitely got it off. But you know what I'm saying? That's more routine type of stuff. But when we got into, like, 
Sunday and Monday, that's when the parades and the festivals yeah, I heard y'all doing like a live sync with the fireworks yeah, or something. Yeah, live sync from uh, the city of Dayton fireworks. We had the soundtrack on the station, so we was down there involved with that. Uh, then on Monday, our sister station was involved with Americana, and then the Fairborn Parade, mm. and then the Moraine fireworks. So it went all the way around. That was working. Working, and then I capped it off out there at Cognac's for uh, season. The Duchess came to town from the uh, Black Ink crew. It was cool. It was a little light. I ain't yeah. even gonna lie. It was a little light, but it was yeah. a Monday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a more a chill. Yeah, more chill. Uh, shout out to DJ Big Al. He was out there. He was like on his fifth uh, birthday celebration. <laughs> yeah, party. I saw. I saw a post. <laughs> he said y'all was y'all was kicking it. Yeah, and, man. <laughs> y'all had a good time. Yeah, so. man. It was a good time. Klein Wimp. And that was like really my first time to really talk with him on a one-on-one basis. So I got yeah. to know him a little bit. So, cool. yeah, I told him he need to come through the pod and chop it up. Yeah, you know shouts what I'm to the homie DJ Big Al. Man, he doing, the city right I now. was just talking to him, man. He said he out five nights a week, yo. I was like, damn, man. Yeah, it's a lot of work, bro. He young, he young Ron Hunter right now. <laughs> He's out there eating. And you got a gig coming up, man. Yeah. Young Greatness. Yeah, I'm doing a Young Greatness concert. Shout out to the Connect for that. Yeah, the plug. So yeah, we uh, <laughs> me and my homie DJ Tay is 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 Smook on? Is still I'm kind of that's kind of man. I'm back and forth. I'm hearing I, it. I'm not hearing it. I don't know. If I he mean, is, please come through. If yeah. not, me and Tay got you. No yeah, words. man. Uh, <laughs> keep people change they uh they tags or they username on ig so i can't tag them on there mm. unless you tell me what your tag is sir so yeah you know what i'm saying you listen to this pod please let a brother know <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying more doing more that, I'm doing, also i'm doing this weekend uh a good friend of mine from high school will allen mm-hmm. uh 13 year nfl Steeler. yeah uh, <laughs> he's from <playing laughs> tampa bay though but <laughs> nah he's a good friend of mine grew up together but him uh, one of our track stars from Trotwood, uh, Donica Merriman. She was a, a national track athlete, Ohio State. Okay. She tore it up in the Big Ten as well. Um, and then Zach Logan, who is a uh, state champion in the 400. Him and Ted Ginn used to battle it out a lot okay. in track. And uh, Zach used to get him more times than not. I came front. But they used to really battle it out hard in high school. He went to Purdue, played football. Um, but they're doing a speed agility Slash football camp in Columbus. Got the this ladders weekend. out. So yeah, I'm doing. Uh, it's Friday and Saturday. I'm doing Friday night. They're doing the speed agility camp, and then Saturday is like the football camp. So I'm doing that for them. Nice. And then the young greatness thing. So yeah. Yeah, man, grab your tickets right now for SupremeTicket.com yeah. for the young greatness. They only twenty bucks, by the way. Goes down on a Friday, July fifteenth at the Chrysler Union Hall. Like I said before, DJ Killer Kev gonna be out there. DJ Tay. Mm. You know, it's going down, man. It's going to be a good time, man. Sounds like it. It's going to be a good time, man. Yes, I know sir. I know. Uh, you're uh, Mr. Wedding now. Hey, don't trip. I know you're Mr. Wedding I now. I am. Don't trip. And, uh, you know, doing grown That's what folks I'm excited affairs. About. I'm excited to rock this crowd in front of people that, that ain't seen me rock this crowd in a minute. So, yeah. 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 That's, that's definitely excitement because the only thing that, that I, I ain't going to front is like when you're not doing it every single week, mm-hmm. you be like, you be at home like this a banger. You put it on at eleven fifteen and like <laughs> three other people rocking to it and you like, Oh, I guess it's just me. Yeah. Let me let me, let me I know this one works. You know, like so, <laughs> so you go through that a little bit, but all in all, man, I, I keep up with it and I don't just download uh that's one thing I pride myself in, man. When I when I download music, it's really three hours of my day every day. Whew. You know, I'm downloading 
what I call my 92.1 music, making sure I got that on deck, making sure I got my old school on deck, making sure I, you know, figuring out what old school hip hop I don't have. What So I'm downloading everything, top 40, you know. It's a lot of work, boss. I do a lot of different events, so pride myself on making sure I got it all. Stay ready, don't have to get ready. Shoot, I mean, it ain't even the downloading part, too, man. The downloading part is relatively the easy part. It's creating what folder is going to go exactly. into. And, 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 and putting it in a place to where not organizing your music, but what I like to do with, with my, this is a DJ tip for anyone out there looking to get into I'm the game. I'm always taking tips. One thing that I do with, with music is I make folders for moments, per se. So, like, let's say I'm doing a Young Greatness concert mm-hmm. or a party. I'll have the uh, uh, early folder, and my early folder will be maybe some throwback hits, some new new stuff that I'm filling out, seeing where they at with it, blah blah blah. I'll have my hits folder where anything that I can play from ten thirty to I can play all night, but the 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 meat of the party, the mm-hmm. the eleven to one thirty folder, the twelve to two folder, whatever you want to call it, and then I'll have like a favorites folder where some of my Favorite song I like to squeeze in if I can. I'll have an R&B folder. So I'll have folders in there to where I'll have all my hits or all the new music that I want to play that I've gone through and decided this got to be played. Right. This is a hit. This is this is hot right now. Not just every downloaded song that I put in a hits folder. So you got to go through that folder once you, feel, once you got a thousand songs in it and decide, well... I don't think I still need Young Berg CD in here, you know, like <laughs> delete that, you know, so it's a constant reorganization, but I keep my music in folders to where if I need to rock a Neo Soul, if I need to rock an old school 90s, if I need to, whatever the case may be, I have four hours of that music. I mean, like so. I said, man, that's hard work because to be able to rock a different style, you yeah. know, I know myself when I, you know, when I'm practicing, I find myself going into my zone mm-hmm. and what I like. Yeah. But that's the thing that y'all have a talent in doing. Y'all can play for the crowd. Yeah, most of the stuff I play, I don't like. <laughs> but you'll never know it because I'm hyping it up. I'm I'm turning up with you on the mute the mute the song and we all saying the phrase, you mm-hmm. know, like all that stuff. At the end of the day, like I don't come home and be like Monday morning, that's still in. You know, most of the music I it's hard for me to really listen to for long periods of time mm-hmm. so but you have to to stay relevant to stay ready to to understand what you're getting yourself into like one thing i i felt like i reached that next chapter in djing when i did i did a, my first country wedding last year it was all country soft rock very little even top 40 like mm. they, they wanted country and i really put together a set but it was it was times where i had to like go listen to you know the country station at five see what they playing, like, figure out. Pulling out that Shazam. Yeah, like, I was really going through, like, a process. I was going to say, like, how do you prepare for something like that if that's not a genre that you into, like? You constantly looking at, like, for me, I look at iTunes 100 and seeing, you know, you'll find some country songs in there. Um, what I found out about country music, because we have a country station in mm-hmm. the building, uh, country people take that shit serious. They be... Because, yeah. you know, the new age country with uh, Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. you play some of that, like our uh, country station is, uh, their moniker is the icons of country. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of Hank Jr. and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. 
We don't play none of the new stuff. Right. Garth. And Garth. <laughs> they play the old stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's all stuff that I recognize from like commercials. Or, oh, I've mm-hmm. heard that song before. But like, Imagine they take being it me. serious. Imagine being raised in a white family. Like when I hear the country music sometimes, like I, I look and get hype. But to hype to the sense of like, I've heard that. I know this. Mm-hmm. Or I'll download something and be like, I'm about to play this. This going to kill them. Because they ain't going <laughs> to expect this black guy to be killing them like this. And that's what that's what ate him alive at, at that wedding, man. It was like, of course, I asked for, you know, I, and I asked them for 50, 60 songs that they would like to play here. So it gives me an idea. Well, they like, man, they got four Alan Jacksons or they got, they got the new people. They got, Must you know, be a pretty big artist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me go check him out and look at iTunes and see his popular download. Like, you, you got to really go through it. Like, it's a process. But once you get it together and really understand it, man, when I put on, you know, pour some sugar on me because they was really at, at that level. Oh, man. And then hit strip club a, anthem. Yeah, and then hit them <laughs> with a country song about partying in the barn. And the wedding was in a barn. Uh, so it's out in Tip City. It's a uh, it's a wedding place for weddings, but it's a barn turned mm-hmm. into a, like a reception room. And it was a Sunday not no Monday holiday Sunday a Sunday from like three to nine. I'm telling you, I had so many yinglings and Jaeger bombs, and <laughs> they was bringing me shots. You're amazing. That's how you know. And, and and I have now four gigs. I had two. I had no, wait three 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 gigs from that wedding. I have this year. So it's like it goes to show that like they were happy with how I DJ. Mm-hmm. I'm not busting them with this twelve a thousand twelve hundred like there's places that raping people for these gigs and it's like I just don't I'm you know that's all ultimately that's a goal but it's right. not like the be all tell all it's like I don't expect somebody to call me and be like yo you busy in two months uh no nah, give me twelve hundred I'm not you know right <laughs> it's just some, something about that number in Dayton is just mind boggling to me but Pete the these 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 white businesses and and DJ companies and wedding companies they 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 out there raking it in so wait but yeah I was really proud of that gig man it was good so that's what's up man talk about music yeah we got one more topic for y'all how much time yeah. we got oh we got time we got time we good oh, money yeah. man it's digital yeah yeah it's yeah digital. so I hit you up because yeah. I was in the little zone today I wanted to know. Some underrated albums, and I got my pen because I'm I'm about to go yeah. back on it. I had a couple it, questions because that 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 detours my list a few different directions. So okay, it's all good. My first question was: Are we saying underrated albums, as in like this should be in your top five, or are we saying underrated albums, as in like this album don't get enough love that. to to be added to the list? That. That okay. people slept on it, you might need to go listen to it again yeah. and, and give it its just due. Okay. Well, you can go ahead. I got to you know. All right, all right. So, one of mine is Lil C's Life of Lil C's Leo. Okay. I love that album, dude. They got a song. My favorite song on there is uh, Do My Thing. Mm-hmm. Got Jay-Z on there, and uh, they got the uh, Trans Europe Express sample on there. Mm-hmm. So, I suggest... Cats go re-listen to that album. Even got a couple songs on there with Big. Got a song on there with Kim. So from my list, you will see a whole bunch of stuff from like the late '90s because yeah. that's my lane. That's yeah. my pocket. That's what I. That's what I really yeah. fell in love with hip hop. For me, 
I think cats need to go listen to that again. Also, that first YG album, man. My Crazy Life. I really fuck with that album, man. <laughs> and honestly, like when YG first came out, yeah, I can't remember that one song. It was actually him and Tyler Dollar Sign, man. They had like, it's not up, but they had another song that was just, just I thought was like, is this what's going on the West Coast right now? Mm-hmm. I was like, is that what's popping? I was like, that's not it. But it was a real like a poppy sounding song. So I was, I was stand off to it at first when, when YG was about to come out. But he got that co-sign from my man Jeezy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, man, I'm going to go ahead and listen to it. My Crazy Life is a dope album, man. Yeah. It's very dope. I, <laughs> I'm blown away how dope it is, man. I actually had the I, CD. I can't lie. I slept on that album. I'm, I'm one of the ones. I need to go revisit that. Definitely fuck with that. The Game Documentary 2. That was on my list. That shit <laughs> bangs. That, that was bangs, on my dog. list. And... <laughs> Game being an artist that's roughly around the same age as me, what I really love about that album is the production on it, where he uses like an Eric Badu sample. He's mm-hmm. like using samples from the 90s. Because, you know, when we was growing up in the 90s, they was using samples from the 80s. So it's pretty dope to have dudes using samples from the 90s in the in the 2000s. So I definitely fuck with that. Yeah. And my most slept on album of all time, and I still I got this this album on my phone. That's what made me listen to bring this topic up today because I was listening to it. Camp Low, Uptown Saturday Night, ninety seven, wasn't it? Ninety seven, yeah. baby, ninety seven, yeah. baby. Oh man, oh what a t- Lucini. Yes, I mean Black Nostalgic. I mean they had some hits on there. Yeah, man. so I suggest everybody take the time out. Hit up iTunes. Yeah. Couple of that bread. Go ahead and buy. And I own all those albums. I paid for all those. Yes. So. By the way. So when you hit me with this, I got excited because I had something, something to do at work today. <laughs> so I was really looking on the Because it is a, yeah. a four day work yeah, week. Yeah, I'm still on. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> the doctor's on vacation still. So it's, it's been lighter than normal this week for me at work so close so, to that weekend so i was really going through and racking my brain and trying to come up with some quality and uh one person that i feel like gets slept on so 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 much and one of my favorite rappers is red man <laughs> so i had the docs the name 2000 album that red man album the yeah. 98 for me that was like the first real Rapper that I really like, ah, like I gotta like that was one for me. That was uh, that, hold on, let me think. That's the one with uh, let me doom, 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 doom. Yep, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the goodness. That's what there it's called. Go. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of mine. This one I put on the list only because there's two of them that I have on my list that most of us probably have heard and and fuck with. But I feel like it was more regional. It, mm-hmm. it didn't get like the national light. The the dog pound <laughs> for me. That's one of my favorite cities of all time. Like I, I me, I spent summers listening to that, and I feel like that just kind of it was a West Coast thing. Oh it was, man! It, like I don't really think at that time that like. New York was grabbing it, or you know, like oh, no. different that, markers. Now, was, when Snoop came through, yeah. it kicked the buildings <laughs> on them niggas. <Yeah. laughs> I had the game on there. We talked about that. Oh yeah, 
The other one that I felt was slept on, and this I say because it was slept on because the singles were so heavy that it took it took away from even wanting to hear the album. And to me, that's the 400 Degrees album from Juvie. That that high man, and uh listen. <laughs> and uh back the thing like them songs man like and it, I mean it goes deeper than that way it goes deeper. deeper than that because the the title song 400 degrees is one of my favorite songs of all time yes I play that at 90 percent of my gigs my still gosh, today weddings man. included like I, I I got the clean like I, I I squeeze that in that's just one of my favorite I play a few songs that's just one of my favorite albums that I feel like. An album we're talking about. There's songs that people just don't. Man, even. what? What's the other joint? Rich niggas. Mm-hmm. Loud pipes. Yeah. Man, I tell you what. <laughs> when OPs used to throw that joint on that right state yeah. parties. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> and, and my last one that I had, I dug a little deep. Now I did this because I slept on him for so long too. I'm just now like starting, probably five years into really getting into his music still. And that is Freeway with that Philadelphia Freeway album. Yeah, it's a good album. That was a great album that I felt like really needs to be revisited from people that just love hip hop. So those are my five. I'm definitely going to dig in the the garage tonight, find that doctor name, because I know I got it in one of them cases somewhere. Yeah. You know what? I'm stop lying. I'm just going to go ahead and buy it off of iTunes. I'm not looking for that shit. (laughs) I'm not going to look for it. This is probably all scratchy. You're not even going to play. I'm going to buy it off of iTunes tonight. (laughs) Man, that was my list. Yeah, man. That's quality. I like that. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That was good. Good debates on Facebook this week, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm sure. Shout out to all our listeners that be holding us down. Absolutely. Shouts out to my bro, Mike Wilson, who uh, damn near jumped through the phone and killed me. (laughs) That's why we're here today. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Absolutely. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, where the pod at, dog? I was like, yeah, we taking First a week off. First the fat boys off. break up. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, we taking a week off. I was like, a week off? <laughs> Nigga, why? Right. <laughs> like, damn, fam, it's the holiday. Right. But yeah, yeah, man, with uh, with my brother Mike Wilson demanding a new episode yeah. with the Katie uh, going Topic. to Golden State. Yeah. And obviously with uh, Alden Sterling news, yeah. we had to come we and do to. a pod. So, uh, Thanks for keeping us on our toes and keeping absolutely. us grinding because- What's this, 14 for us? Yeah, so we've been out here. We've been pushing this for a little minute, staying committed to it, falling in love with it, really. You know, so it's really something that we're going to be doing for a minute. So tell a friend, bring a friend. Absolutely. Can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. We'll be back next week. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Mimil?